Who knows more about music than us? The device is a black podcast playing all genres with a sprinkle pop culture and a shit ton of food. If you're not from DC, you probably don't know what size you And it's from Yellowshirt. Oh, I can see it now. I got one on the bad leg, too. Yet, Tisha McBride. <laughs> I haven't got a tattoo since... I haven't got a tattoo since last fall. You know I'm falling apart at the seams. You'll be fine. You know I'm a quarterly doll. Yeah. I I told you I was literally... Hey, y'all, this is the size. Whatever. What is it, man? I, I told you. Right. Because <laughs> we already yapping. <laughs> right. I, I slid in the DMs of this artist that I wanted to do my the rest of my sleeve in um, Delaware or Hagerstown, Maryland, somewhere that's not super far. And he blatantly told me he couldn't do it. Why? Uh, your work looks exactly like what I want, dollface. Why he say he can't do it? I don't know. I think I was being too descriptive. <sighs> I be thinking that you got to over-explain so that the people have a good idea, but he ain't like it. Um, people don't be liking stuff and I don't like what that. that people also lack taste and I don't like what that, that. <laughs> wow lack of taste things don't we don't like. like if you wanna taste oh wait if you want some taste what you bring to the plate same <laughs> man Jess was really trying to ask the question and get to the root ball Cause if you want some taste, what do you bring to the plate? Like, what is going on? Listen, I don't bring nothing to the table. I am the table. I, hello. That be the gag of the wing. A seat at the who? Me. <laughs> no, <laughs> please, <laughs> please. It's too I'm, early in the cast. Is it? Is it all? Oh yes. All right, so what's going on for real? <laughs> we well, um, y'all can't see me, but I'm recording on my stomach because I just got a BBL this morning. <laughs> hey, yo. So I'm currently recording the cast from my bed, from my stomach. I'm screaming because not down to the goals like Roly. <laughs> be careful. Did you see that she was getting her chin lipo and she was wide awake like hello world? I don't you know I am cosmetic surgery teen and it's just in bad taste the way that she's going about this. She really should have lost weight, like did an intense diet and workout regimen and all of that beforehand so that she could have just gotten a minimal exactly because the way that they're going about this, she's gonna look bad at the end. And she should have went to a doctor that actually doesn't have a history of killing people. Right. When Corey said that goals put more girls in the grave than the police, <laughs> baby, the number one killer of black women in America, goals. <laughs> like, I'm not going to no um, surgeon that is next door to a bodega. Are you kidding? She has to be kidding. And then Zeus 
racking up the coins, filming the whole thing. This is in bad taste. Yeah, it's just not a good look. And Zeus, like I knew Zeus was low down, but I didn't know it was this bad. Not a dirty shame. It's a shame. <laughs> you messing around with me, boy. What Jada Pinkett say? I told you he means angry. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but space and what opportunity. <laughs> Ooh. Well, prayer yeah, Y'all like, need to see that. She had looked at bomb in that scene, too, with the red dress and the red leather jacket and the red leather hat. She ate that. She thought she was Rihanna from the Super Bowl already. <laughs> <laughs> or Rihanna thought she was her. See, impact. Listen. Yeah, she was dressed in that movie. The girls used to be dressed in the 90s. Let's just talk about that. Yeah, step. Wow. <laughs> Like no, I didn't. I didn't actually get a, a BBL, y'all. I got a procedure. I did ask if I can get a BBL for Bogo Price, uh, but um, they said they don't do that. So not at all, doll. <laughs> and I'm glad they recommended against it. They said we don't do um the surge of plastic, only the surge of bones. <laughs> so I got a new bone. Ugh, wrong hole, fool. <laughs> What's up with you, dog? You was at every show known to me in this weekend. Janet Jackson is a legend. Taught everybody how to be famous. Taught everybody how to perform. Dances down. Wow. Her and my mom being the same age and her being able to move around on that stage like that, Deneen would have been broken down after the first intro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't... It was amazing to see. Like, it was my first time seeing Janet... Janet and Anita really had me back to back in Baltimore. That's scary. Did but, you at least get a crab leg in between? No, but I did go get crabs on Monday at home. Oh, okay. You know me, Ron and Jerome just walked down to the wolf. Hey, Ron. <laughs> but so the clips online don't do Janet's like stage setup justice at all. Oh, tell us more. The justice is poetic. Ooh, right. So you kick my cat, I'm gonna kick your ass. Um, <laughs> the way that it looks in person, it looks like an award show performance for ninety to ninety minutes to two hours, however long. There's like a ladder with two poles and like a staircase in the middle, so they go up and down. It'd be dancers dancing on her head, and then at the, at the <laughs> they down the pole for the sexy parts, and it's like these two big screens that are on the side. And the little circular screen at the top with a little banner that goes across and a screen on top of that. I was like, okay, wait, they made it look real minimal and like spaced out and cheesy on the clips that I was seeing. And I was like, oh, damn, Janet Tor is giving low budget, but it's not. And personally, so it was so it, it was bad um, iPhones. Yeah. Everybody, iPhone 10s is what was the issue, not exactly. Jan's exactly. budget. Exactly. The only mm-hmm. issue that I have is the ponytail. I like specific hair for certain people. And I be wanting the that's the way love goes or damn baby hair when Janet performs. But she eats the ponytail. It's fine. Um, wait. <laughs> Y'all, I had me and Muse love animals. So I had sent him this um this shit zoo that was scurrying around Japan. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, why this look like a bob getting blown around? And then <laughs> our friend Ryle gonna say it looked like Janet Ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, not this backstage of the tour. And that's the ponytail just laying half across the ground. <laughs> if y'all could see this fucking ponytail running around, 
that's the part like it's funny to us because y'all ain't seen it but like you know the shih tzu's got that hair that like it's like really really long and like spreads out on the ground now imagine a shih tzu dog you looking at a video on the back of it and you can't see the face and it's you just can't see the face. so all you see is just long a ball of long hair just scurrying that around tokyo it is rude actually i was like what is this <laughs> that is funny as shit. We really think that we the crocodile hunter, just animals, planets. That's funny. But shout out to also Dario Boatner. It might be Dario, but fine. And Denzel Chisholm. Oh my God, y'all in this Denzel. Dancers of the universe. Like they are eating this tour. I was talking to Andre and I was like, can you imagine as a dancer what it feels like? to get the call that you made Janet Jackson's fucking tour and you're like, mom, guess what? I would die. That is everything. Like that is such a big accomplishment in a dancer's life. And it's a testament to how syncopated and choreographed and music, um, like what is the word? The doll dances. Like that's all that. <laughs> Like, Jesus is like, I don't got no more words. The, 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 the movement is intricate to the point where, you know how certain artists make movements for their dancers and then they like... Tap in. Yeah, like they tap in and out of the choreography, which is fine, but they also modify the choreography. So they're doing one thing and their dancers are doing a more intense version. Janet mm-hmm. doesn't have any modifications. It's literally, she's doing all of the choreography. She's in the pocket with them. She's on the and counts with them. She's nuanced and doing the things. Like, And she's, how old again? I just want to put that back on the record. 56, 57. Thank you. Like, her and my mom are bir- like a week apart in birthday and they the same age. So I always just think about this is someone's, my mom's age on stage going off. And then like together again, it's not a greatest hits tour, but it may as well be because she's going running the gamut. Yeah, because she don't got no new music and no shade. I feel like she, unfortunately, when you are a legacy artist, we want to hear new music. We as in me amused, but I don't feel like other people be wanting to hear yeah. new music. I don't think to, to your show, so it need to be greatest hits. Yeah, and it was given that like you know me and Ron are set list children, and we found it before we got there. So oh, should I look? Is it good? It is good, but there know. are like things that were missed. So because you got to be like a real Janet Gay to like clock some of the like transitions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm that astute in my homosexuality. It's we. It definitely needs to be run by um Dre. Yeah, he's the Janet of the group. Yeah, Janet is his number one. He's already seen her once, and he's going to go see her again. Yeah, and this was my first time seeing her ever. And Andre's probably on his third leg of this tour. <laughs> Dre CD'd the tour, actually. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, Miss You Much is where I left because we was trying to beat the traffic. But it was like three more songs after that. I think she did Scream. But I've seen her do Scream. I'm shocked that you left early. It's because of Ron. Ron, you're canceled. <laughs> Ron give aunt when it comes to time and like traffic and he was reading Baltimore the entire time that we was on the way there so it was just an in and out trip like 
it was really given take a shot every time Ron say Baltimore is late, and I would have been done. Like, <laughs> for not even Risha Roulette, Ron Roulette. It was very much so Bravo Andy talking about take a shot if you see this word. <laughs> Who else did? Did you see any other notable shalolables there? Was anyone else at the soiree? So Ludacris opened up for her. Didn't know that I could sing the same lyrics at the same time. Could fucking spit back out the words. Like, I need to be ludicrous for Halloween. Give very much so karaoke. I mean, do got the braids. I <laughs> I know every ludicrous song. I He was a big deal for me in middle school, but I didn't realize I remembered that, like, leg of my life. And mm-hmm. I'll be that nigga named Luda, aka LBALB, and fuck them shit. One time, Southside last ride, and you love what you do, do what you feel, and you know you're gonna mark my words, I like question shit like words, and you something, something your ass to get served. That was me at the concert. That's how you open an album. Like, that rabbit. Woo! Throw them bows, like, Cadillac deals, Cadillac. Wheels, check out the oil, my Cadillac. Spiel, oh, like ludicrous, please. People really sleep on the fact that he's actually one of the best lyricists in rap, for sure. And I'm not, and I did y'all didn't quote. I did not say to me, no. It was period. a period after that. That is, that is a full stop. Like his live performance of also his greatest hits, his antics on stage. His charisma, his personality, his audience participation, like the way that he commanded his like his presence, it made me not be mad or wince when people say that I look like him because I used to be over it. But <laughs> now I could kind of like give well, I mean, at least he is one of the best. <laughs> like, at least he's a legend. Right. At least I'm legend. Y'all not like, oh, you know who you favorite DDG. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to um him being Elis. That's the funniest tweet I've ever seen in my life. Imagine being a late girl. I would hate that. Oh, how does it feel to be latte? Wouldn't know what what. Oh, same. But yeah, okay, so we can really be done at Janet. Like, I've stand. I will forever stand. I'm seeing Janet allegedly tomorrow. Um, I'll be on the um wow. on the stretcher because of my BBL. But I'm not missing the Janet. And uh, Lil' Kim is opening up for us. Excuse me? <laughs> what? I didn't know that they were switching them out, switching them out like summer. Yes. Kimberly Denise will be in the building. I am so excited. I'm going with Rihanna. And I don't know if you know, but Lil' Kim is her number one doll. I could see that. Across genres. Like, across human existence. Oh. Oh, so when I when I heard the news and I told her, she was like, "Oh, it's crazy!" But we all messed up. Everybody is down bad, and it's annoying because um, my surgeon was saying I'll be walking around and fine, so I could go. Meanwhile, meanwhile, what? Meanwhile, I'm laying on my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Crawl up the steps using just my arms. So shout out to Pole. Oh my God. I mean, the upper body strength is tantamount. But at the same time, it shouldn't give that. We need like a dedicated aide in the house or, I don't know, a friend of the family. Princess can't do nothing. What's going on? You know, Princess, she 
she's not a supportive doll. So <laughs> it's all about what you can give to her. It's a one sided relationship with Miss Princess. That's why I don't fuck with them cats. Spawns of the devil. Ooh. <laughs> Just watching my dog clamor up the steps. Bye. It was the, I look like a, a salamander or not a salamander. I look like a snake. <laughs> not a centipede. Ain't that Ruby Jackson song? Oh, I hope Jan do a little put that in her in her show. She's not doing that. <laughs> She's um, absolutely not doing that. Okay. Anita D. Baker. First of all, I want to start at Babyface and this controversy. Cause Baltimore's showing didn't have any hiccups. Well, Babyface did it. I just want to know how it feels to flex on the girls in the manner as such. Every time that Babyface sang a song, the Billboard chart popped up on the screen and the number of the, like, one through 100, what it hit. All of them was within the top 10. You had to remind the girls. I just don't understand, like, like, that's not even a soft flex. It is... (laughs) a reminder like don't ever let yourself forget that i am that bitch period i love that for kenneth edmonds he had (laughs) he had these four guys that i need to do some research on as his backup singers sing better than everybody oh because he did two of his them them nephews or them you know the family members they probably related because when I was walking in, I thought that it was after seven, but it wasn't. They uh, were young guys. You know how I feel about after seven. R.I.P. to the brother that had passed. Yeah. His oh, his son. Um, his son does his parts now. Oh, I like that. The after seven son. I mean, brother that passed away. His son does is performs with after seven now and does his part. He sounds like the dad. It's actually really nice. I like that. I like when the voices can carry on because everybody ain't able. Yeah, because Brian McKnight's son that he don't acknowledge sing exactly like him. You put him behind the door, I wouldn't know it wasn't Brian. <laughs> behind the door is annoying. But also, Dineva was on down to the YouTube reading him for not claiming them kids. Oh, yeah. I have that on my in my queue. <laughs> watch it. I also watched the one about Anita Baker and Babyface, and I don't really understand all of what happened at that show, but it didn't happen at mine, so I'm going to praise God. Well, who the, somebody I know was there. So I found out somebody, who was it? Somebody I know went and they gave me some on the ground reporting. We love OGR. <sighs> who was it? I don't know, but what they said was that it was like two hours waiting for the show to start. Because apparently there was like sound issues or something yeah. like that. Anita Which, is this is why you have sound checks. But I don't, so that was where I, when I get to Anita, I'm going to elaborate on that. I'm not sure if the elders do sound check because Anita was directing the choir during her set. And it was like, well, girl, you sound great to us, but whatever she was hearing wasn't matching what we were. And I understand how that could be an issue as the performer. And she started reading them. She basically was reading the sound people the entire show. It was parts where she would fix something. And then when she started back singing, she would sing to the audience, can you hear the difference? <laughs> like she would sing that to us. So at one point. She's not doing sound check and she being mean. She really reminds me of like the grandmother or the elder aunt that do anything for her family and love her people, but don't play with her. Because she wasn't wrong, 
but there is a delivery and like a way to go about things. And she was being mean to them. She said, <laughs> like maybe four songs in, she said, see, these sound people of today are used to these performers that don't have a band, don't sing live, and they just fix the track. But with me, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm living. <laughs> I'm having a ball. Cause she's Anitria Baker. <laughs> she don't care. And I like that, but I can understand how it turns people off, especially the people that you work with. I want to know who got paid that night, because probably not the sound girls. Nobody. Oh, wait, I forgot to finish the story. So oh. the show was like two hours late. And by the time so that when they were like, okay, well, Babyface is the opener. But because the show was two hours behind and they had to be, you know, they got to be done at a certain time. Yeah. It's a curfew. And like, Anita a Anita wouldn't even let him do like two pieces of song. Yeah. So that's she was what, like, well, I'm headliner doll, so yeah. And then she apparently only did like four or five songs and pooch. And pooch. I don't really know how I feel or like who I think is right though, honestly, because Babyface and them still got paid because they showed up, they came to do their job, everything is fine on their end. Two, if a place has like a sound ordinance or a curfew. It usually does go in favor of the headliner. Like the people, of course, Babyface is a very big deal. And some could say that Babyface put a lot of Anita's daughters on because he was the reason for Tony's first hit, who Mm -hmm. was initially for Anita Baker. Anita Baker was like, oh, well, I like the girl who did the demo. Let her have it. This is great. So I say all of that to say she could have done her set in a way that included Babyface. So the, the people who came to see him got a little piece, but also it's my tour. It's backed by my people. I am the headliner. If you can't do it because we all late, which we don't know what they was late for. That's her. The, I'm sure it was her fault. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's two sides to that story. I also. But the other thing that I thought was interesting was when Babyface made his announcement, other iconic celebrities of your started co-signing and being and basically saying that she's not a nice lady don't nobody like anita baker but beyonce and anita baker don't like nobody but well, mary mary is her daughter and mary she loved mary yeah she yeah she only loved mary i mean but she's the most problematic elder on the internet like i didn't know she was so awful to um everyone well specifically luther yeah, the Luther alleged allegations came up out the woodwork after this babyface incident. And I don't even know if that's like necessary because there was in no, no one knows what happened behind the scenes to say that Anita was rude or mean or anything like that to babyface himself. Right, exactly. Like we don't have that evidence to be like going off. And he's still on the tour with her and doing every other show. So right. Because he was running down the catalog of hits. Like, I mean, Tenderoni. I mean, uh, Shoop, Whitney Houston. I mean, fucking These Are The Times, Drew Hill, Never Make A Promise That I Can't Keep. He did two Drew Hill songs back to back. I know one of them was These Are The Times. Because the the dreadhead background singer was Cisco and Wow. Like, all of the Bobby Brown hits. He's just that guy. He did uh, Not Gonna Cry, Mary J. Blige, but he let Mary sing that because you know how the girls go for Mary. But then... Wait, you mean he let the crowd do Mary's part? Yeah. Uh Uh-uh-uh. Like, I think that... Did he do anything from the album that we like that only we listen to? 
No, nothing from ladies night or girls night out. Because if you think about it, people coming to see Anita Baker, this was an aunt fest. They don't know that that music is out. Oh, I, I just wish she would have been like, oh, I got a new album. I need y'all cheering. I need y'all to buy the album. Yeah, he didn't pull a brandy like he should have. It would have been nice. Especially since all of the new girls are aunts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the getaway they is, the more aunt they is. And Baltimore is the perfect city for that hood nation. <laughs> what was the crowd like? Was uh, it all aunt? It was all aunt and me and Ron. It's like, <laughs> So about the aunts. <laughs> and you. Um, aunts and me. No, so Ron didn't even go. I was on a date for Anita Baker. But my homegirl Fat Cat was there. Shout out to Fat Cat, Duke Ellington's finest, and she is an aunt. So aunt adjacent, just youthful and aunt. And like I do want to say one thing. I really, really, really respect my elders. Like I am very much so raised right, come from a nice family, all of that, this, that, and the fourth. But some of these old ladies be rude and mean and nasty and honorary. And it was on Mother's Day. What's wrong? Yeah, you not wrong about that. Like, others do be kind of kind of nasty. And it was at Janet and at Anita. So Fat Cat came to both shows. I come back from getting my little merch because, you know, I needed a Janet t-shirt and a tour book. And I'm walking in and she want to take a picture in the in the little like walkway. We not in nobody way. This lady and I guess her son or somebody came and sat down. And while we taking the picture, she sticks her foot out into the aisle to like nudge my leg and tries to make it seem like I'm too close or I'm like stepping on her. No, lady, you just put your leg out here. You made that up. Like, what's wrong? And then <laughs> they're wrong, crack a joke, because she tried to be friends during the show. No, I'm still upset because you ruined my picture. Come on. <laughs> so that was me. You made that up. Me, Aunt Nasty number one. Day two, Anita Baker. My day didn't know where we was going, so it was fine. But, like, when we got down to our seats, we had to walk through a bunch of people. And I don't know if you've ever been to the CFG arena, but them, like, that 100 section feel like an airplane. Like, it is real tight. And my knee, like, I'm 5'9", five 5'11", five with a Rick Owens on. My knees were in the back of the seat in front of me. That's how tight you can imagine it is. We had to walk through a crowd of church ladies just to get to our seat. And they looking at us like, we crazy. Ma'am, did nobody tell you to get good and comfortable when your row is empty? There are going to be other people that come. This is a sold out show. The girls love Anita and it's Mother's Day. And it's Mother's Day. So my whole thing is God got to stop sitting me next to obese people. And it's nothing wrong with like, I'm not fat shaming or anything like that. But it's not my fault that, is it my fault for putting you bitches on? What Nikki say? I don't know. Like, it's not me. I didn't do anything. I'm just trying to get to my seat, doll face. And you're not comfortable whether I'm here or not. So, Stephanie maneuvering and it's scaring me. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm just trying to recalibrate. Go ahead. But, yeah, I don't know what the allegations are about Anita and the vocal and the, the attitude, but sounded better than the albums. And Mama is... Of a certain age, she sings like still, like, and she performs in a way that makes me realize how many people take after her that I didn't realize. Mm. Jill Scott has a lot of Anita Baker isms in her live performance that I would have never paid attention to if I had never seen Anita live. Mm. Just the way that they carry notes and like, f- like float their voice. 
And it's also a way that they set their mic up because it's certain reverb that she wanted on the mic and not so it would echo, but so that the sound carried a certain way. Jill definitely sets her mic up like that. It was something that she did with Caught in the Rapture that got me caught up in the Rapture. (laughs) And I don't know how to explain it. It was like literally a once in a lifetime experience because, you know, Anita threatened to retire every two years. Every two. Her her and Courtney Salter, I've had enough. Yeah. Ari having a cookout here and we're going to miss it because where am I going to be at? I'm going to be somewhere. She having a cookout and I'm mad I can't go. Because I would like a little piece of veggie burger. <laughs> I want me a burnt sausage. Listen, cookout food be bomb. It is that. Want one? What's going on? Where's everybody grilled at? I don't smell no smoke. <laughs> I mean, we having a cookout. That's cute. Oh, we is. Oh, yeah. We'll um let y'all know when it's happening. But we <laughs> it is happening. We are having a soiree. It'll be on um, June 2nd. We having our um, second annual Roots Picnic Backyard Boogie. Um, For anybody that is attending the Roots Picnic, um, information is forthcoming. If you'll be in town for the um, Roots Picnic, you know, let us know. And we'll um, share the deets on where to come. Bring a bottle. Um, You don't got to worry about bringing food. We don't know everybody's cooking prowess. We have catering. It would be... The ultimate ratchet move for us to ask the girls to bring a plate or bring a dish. This that is- was like that. Um, I don't know if you've seen that TikTok that came to Twitter where that aunt was like, how to fill up a, a barbecue. Oh and she God. was like, hey, Trina, what you doing today? I think I'm going to throw some stuff on the grill. And then Trina like, oh, you need me to bring anything? Like, you know what? Actually, you know what I forgot to get? Mm-hmm. Some buns. And then you call somebody else. And then you call somebody else. Whole cookout finance all but you had to do was fire up the grill that is like literally the hood way i thought that that's what everybody did like it's not until you get older and you start to really provide for the girls but <laughs> initially i feel like that's what cookouts gave um, all i got is some hamburger meat what else can we get all right girl well you know i'm about to throw some stuff on the grill oh what else you need you know i think i got everything but we might need a little side you can bring some potato salad <laughs> You know the girl to bring make the bomb potato salad. She bringing the potato salad. And you call the next person. Oh yeah, Steph, what you doing today? Oh me nothing. I'm just gonna throw some stuff on the grill. You know some hot dogs, hamburgers. Oh what else you need? Um, we don't got no cups. Just bring some cups, baby. Whole cookout, like you said, furnish, finance, and favor. <laughs> See, everybody I know, like I don't have friends that throw cookouts except for Laurent because Laurent loved the grill and he liked to show off his like extreme, amazing, epic grill him and um kpn's husband steven they both are like real grillers mm-hmm. so outside of them, i don't have friends that do cookouts so if i go to cookout it's like a family thing and they normally just be like sabrina you know you make the good tater salad girl bring that yeah so it'd be more direct ass yeah that's how you supposed to do it <laughs> but the originator of cookout gives is that lady from tiktok that's not foreign at all i Winter still do that. I love Winter. Hey, Winter. <laughs> Shout out to my cousin. It looked like she's my sister. No, um, but for real. No, nah, it's like one face in my family. It's fine. We just recycled it all. But yeah, concerts have been great. I have a break until Roots, which is only two weeks, but still. 
everything is coming so fucking fast. It really is. That's why this BBL got to hurry up and heal because I need to be outside. You got to stop calling it a BBL. Well, you know, the- I can't fully overshare. You know, I want me and museum kind of people where we, it seemed like we overshare, we telling our business, but y'all literally like know nothing. Don't know nothing about us. Yeah, it's great. It's an art to it that I haven't even, it's a metaphysical dilemma that I haven't quite conquered yet. That's what Elise <laughs> Neal said, or Kimberly Elise, one of the Elises. But I mean, we just spent 30 minutes talking about nothing. So I guess we should slide into Muse with the news. Oh. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> uh, a lot has been going the fuck on. And I don't even know where to really start. I think that we need to give some time to beat him down brown so christopher maurice I didn't need to say that but i probably can't but i mean he's not proving me wrong <laughs> that's the thing i'm sure by now everybody has heard of this because we are a bi-weekly podcast so the news be news and his b-day came up they had a vegas situation usher threw him a party bow wow was commentating which was strange shop moss go home Everybody's always in the mix. He always in the mix. Like, sit down. Just there. Go home, Roger. Mm-hmm. It seemed like everything was all good in the hood, but then come to find out, like, the next day, headlines are talking about how Chris Brown and his team jumped Usher. So, you know me. I'm doing my due diligence trying to get the behind the scenes. We had a friend who was basically there. Come to find out, Tiana Taylor was at the party. Her and Chris Brown have this conspicuous, like swept under the rug as beef because she's not been credited on certain works, certain songs, certain writings that she's done with and for Chris. And there's also rumor that she was a big part of that Michael Jackson performance that never mm-hmm. happened on the BET Awards that we knew of Chris Brown and Sierra being part of. And she backed out for reasons unbeknownst to the cast. And that also added to the rift between them. So either way, they don't see it for each other. And I'm on Tiana's side. But Chris was being disrespectful to her. And like Usher, being the classy Libra man that he is, seems like he stepped in and was just trying to defuse the situation. Security went to escort Chris out. Usher walked them out. And then all hell broke loose. And the team allegedly jumped him. But Usher performed the next day and didn't even have a nosebleed, so I'm not really sure what jumping looks like where Chris is from. But <laughs> Usher could walk after, so he didn't get hurt that bad. The face was unmarred. The face was looking lovely. The face was looking like 1998. Yeah, Usher so when they was like, he had a bleeding nose and it was cracked and he had scratches all over his face. I was like, in some ways, it's like, y'all really want to demonize... I'm, okay. It's Chris a, definitely did something. Yeah, for sure. Because it's Chris. But I also feel like the media likes to ramp up whatever he did because that is the that's his brand in media, if that makes sense. No, I get it. I do think that Chris, what was they what would they get out of being like, oh, Chris beat Usher down, Usher looking a fool, and then Usher is close up to doing selfie video the <laughs> very next day. And it looked like he was down in the facial spa for 10 hours. Yeah, like... Because the face was pristine. And granted, that could be Hollywood magic, makeup, whatever. But, I mean, 
He was not on, on the back, not on the front camera of an iPhone. That part one the front camera of an iPhone exposes people. <laughs> like you will be included. Like it's not a, I'm not above it. <laughs> yeah, that front facing camera and the FaceTime camera will hurt the girl's feelings because that's not what you look like in a mirror. I it's not only that he looked great, he performed. What type of jumping leaves you without a broken rib? I don't I just right. won't. Like and they how said he, his ribs did get messed up. Right. So I'm like, how is he just fighting through? I don't know. Chris Brown need to be sat down and told about himself. And even in the videos that I saw of him when things was good with Usher that same night, he couldn't stand still. He twitching and fidgeting. It's just giving very crackish. It's Chris Brown is a phenom to me, but he is also not a great person. And he makes it hard for me to take up for him, even when he's being wrongfully villainized or just shown to be this like monster when he ain't do shit. So when he do do shit, it's like, I I can't say but so much. Right. You can't defend them. It's really bad. And then fast forward to the next day, more all hell broke loose. Missy Elliott had a set. She was headlining Lovers and Friends on the, I guess, the second night of the one of the one of the nights. And Chris Brown won, having gotten into trouble the first night at the birthday stuff, and then two just and it was his party. I just wanted to go on record and say, yeah. it's my party. I could cry if I want to. He took that serious. <laughs> that, but then like you also just have like an entourage of niggas for no reason, and y'all are rambunctious and rowdy so i get missy being like all right this is my vip section chris can come mm-hmm. one to alleviate any scuffles or any fisticuffs that could pop off and two it's just not calling for you and your niggas like sometimes you gotta leave them behind it's mm-hmm. okay they're not famous and i don't have a relationship with them so security is going back and forth with chris's people because they can't get in and in the clip that was shown, it looked like Chris was diffusing or trying to diffuse the situation. But again, it's Chris. You never know. We can't take up for him in certain instances. And Doll is just adding to the chaos. So word on the curb is it spilled over into Missy Elliott's quick change room. She was noticeably scared and shaken up. And it's just like, Chris, you are going to jail. Like, what's going to happen is they're going to put you in. Do it again. That way. <laughs> he not going to be happy until the charges have been pressed and the bars go clank, clank. Like, I don't... I just want better for the people. Cause but do they want better? That be the gotcha, gotcha. I, I don't know. I can't confirm or deny. And when it comes to Chris, I don't even try. That was a rhyme. Ooh, I'm a rhyme. And when it comes to Chris, I don't even try. That sounds like a lyric from Rihanna Rated R, baby. <laughs> Hello? Listen, the gift that keeps on fucking giving. Ugh, I love Rihanna. Me too. Okay, so that's enough about Chris. I don't have time. <laughs> the Renaissance World Tour has fucking started. We went. We went to open at night. We teleported down to Sweden by way of TikTok and Instagram and, and blonde hair. I put my blonde wig on and woke up in Sweden. Because <laughs> you know, because you know, blonde hair make you racially ambiguous. Oh God! Tell that to every gay boy that moved to LA. 
I do wonder what made Beyonce give Golden Lord for this look of the tour. Like, why everybody hair blonde? It looks great, but I don't understand. I need it. to see pictures when it's not moving. Because when they, the wigs is moving, it kind of give um, Party City. <laughs> I'm just happy. Her hair look good, though. Oh, no. That's the best, best wig I've ever seen in my life. Oh, no. Her best wig was that real dark one that was almost black. Remember that? From like 15 years ago. Dark hair Beyonce is another level of doll. That, actually, I lied. My favorite wig was when she was wearing the wavy bobs. I remember that. That is actually my, like her, Beyonce and bobs is my favorite hair system. But she another one that I have specific hair for. And she keeps elevating upon the specificity that I have. And I like that. Because this wig is just a bigger, better version of the hair she always have, and I live. Yeah, but it's just like longer. It's like a 30 inch of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like cool. It. It's like a drag queen wig, but like it looks real. I She also coming out with some hair stuff that I don't really know. Like whatever. She be being cryptic on the internet. Something hairy is coming out. And it's not my chest. Uh. <laughs> but best tour I ever seen in my life, and I ain't even go yet. Like Really? Better than anything she's ever done before? So let's get into it. Formation World Tour is the doll. Homecoming is the doll. Set list, innovative choreography, outstanding staging and lights and camera action, production value on 3000. But the way that she elevated all of that for Renaissance is insane to me. Everything being centered around that like circle and then all of the stuff that looks 3D that's on the big screen, but it comes out like that horse is real. That horse that is in the middle of the stage comes out in the stage. Because don't she ride it into the sunset? Yeah, but it's two different horses. Renee. Oh, okay. I don't know which Hive member named that horse Renee and like Nay is spelled like a horse with Nay, but hats off to you for being the funniest person alive. <laughs> then there's a part where like she has on that red puffy coat on the on the big screen, but the, the titties are out on the stage. Beyonce said, I'm rich when she put this tour together. Like the production value and amount of money that it just looks like everything costs is on a different level than I've ever seen from her. That's one. Two, I know that's that people, one. <laughs> I you know gotta say it like Ari, Hood Ari, not Courtney Ari. Not Lennox. I know that people are upset about, I guess, the lack of choreography or the amount in which Beyonce is walking around as opposed to dancing. But one, mama got three kids and is already a legend, could do whatever she wants. That's one. So, like, respect that. Two, I think that in lieu of bucking the house down all over the stage for three hours straight, her personality is shining in a way that it don't usually. I think that Beyonce is very much a note taker. She be in the comments and don't say nothing. And then she applies them when she comes out. People have been talking about how she's a robot and she don't have no personality. And like, where is she? She's spaced out. She under Jay-Z control, blah, 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 blah. But this tour is very much the, the Beyonce now of Beyonce experience, where it's like very personality driven, very heavy in choreography of dancers, 
But Beyonce gets to chill. She has moments on her own where she's partying. She's smiling and playing with the audience in a way that she doesn't usually like. I'm not complaining. And I think that people who be over Beyonce will like this tour a lot more than they did any others. Have a ball. I just like that she looks happy. It seems like she's having a great time. I think that the energy in the audience for the first two stops in Sweet in Stockholm or whatever were noticeably different from Brussels. So she gave Brussels a little bit more. She's been dancing more every every night. Like I feel like she also has like a torn meniscus or a broken foot or like something. We don't know what's wrong with her, but the hive be making stuff up. She got a BBL just like Steph technically. And well, we she actually did get a BBL, but that BBL is not present. That BBL did not make it to the tour. I want to have a conversation about Ozempic because those arms are little. Her whole, she slimmed down. No, like, I, she looked slimmer, like whatever, but then there was a close-up of her in that Lueve cat suit. Like when I say a close-up, I mean, I could see each and every single sequin. Yeah. She's no. real thin. This is like old Beyonce. This is the smallest that she's been since before the first baby. This like teen years. Yeah, like she's high school skinny. I love it. Yeah, she's thin, thin, thin. It was some pictures that dropped of her and Jay-Z at some party and they were black and white. You know how everybody got the little glowy, filtered black and white photos? I want one in my house. I, I, knew, she was, I knew that something was afoot body-wise then. I don't want to Olympic shame because look, where's my consultation? But the doll's arms are gone. Like I don't. Let's just not act like it's not getting passed around at these parties in Hollywood. I don't. I don't. I don't know what to say. Yeah, everyone is thin, Tina. Love it. I feel like it started with Idris Alba's wife. She was the originator of Olympic in my mind, or as like as far as I'm concerned, like she was the first <laughs> one I seen to like drastically change in size and shape and feel. And it's just been everybody, like Steph Curry's wife, Beyonce. Oh, Steph Curry's wife is giving unwell. What's going on? Let's talk Puda. <laughs> little out, little women, Atlanta. And what's to call it? Um, Indian lady. Priyanka Chopra. No, Indian chubby Indian lady. Oh, her- Mindy Calling. Uh-huh. Yes, Mindy Colling. Little she boots. is definitely an Olympic um originator. Yep. And she's gonna get up there and say she's been walking 20 miles a day. Girl, you is a piece of lie. Who has time? I was like, you are insulting our intelligence, and it's, I don't like it. If you are injectable cunt, then you are injectable cunt. It's fine. <laughs> injectable cunt is funny and <laughs> an actual thing. See? So I mean Megan the Stallion, high school skinny. Real thin. Ozempikisha, it's fine. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. Look great, doll babies, but be careful because I'm sure that the side effects are going to whoop everybody ass come 10 years from now. Yeah, real bad. I mean, but look great while you last. I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> Speaking of like cosmetic surgery and like enhancements, Summer Walker is on the docket. Oh, wait, I wanted to finish talking about Renaissance. Oh, what you got to say? What I wanted to say was I was excited for Renaissance to be my first show because I thought it was going to be obnoxious, boom-cacking, Ozempic Club vibe tour. (laughs) And it's more so given Vegas, this is my last tour, goodbye, I'm going to go be a wife and mom. And so I don't think I'm going to go anymore. 
Well, I mean, I think your tune might change once she gets to the States because you know it's going to be a completely different show by then. And I know that, but the reason why I probably won't be able to go is because the first show in the States is Philly. Oh, so you're gonna need to, you're gonna need to see it there. I need to see what happens in America before yeah. I know if there's a problem. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if y'all caught what that what that was, but I caught it, and I'm hollering because I'm not gonna give this lady. Um, well, the resale tickets is cheaper than what everybody paid in real life, but yeah. currently they're cheaper. But I'm not gonna give that lady like two hundred dollars and. She's not flying across the stage. You know what I'm saying? Because I I, I actually own the Beyonce Experience DVD. Mm-hmm. I've watched all of her tours. And this is, y'all know, I like at least 15, only like, like 15 of her songs. But I will support all content that is posted of her tours. And I always watch them. I always enjoy them because I think she is such an amazing performer. Yeah. So when I when this album came out, I was like, oh, it's about to be Kentisha McBride. It's gonna be pills flying in the sky. I can't wait. <laughs> Coke on the floor, everything. <laughs> but it's not giving it. And I was and so as the whole world watched the tour on the first day, um, I was live t- texting with y'all, but also live texting with Ev and Brandon, and they were like, where is the gay of this show? Like, the gay is not to be found. I don't understand. Where is the gay? And that was my thing. Like, I thought, since she got rid of, you know, all her dancers, Ashley, Quinetta, none of the dolls is there. She got, you know, the ballroom girls. I thought that it was gonna, and they had the same kind of thing. I thought that the the show itself would recreate kind of like a Studio 54 Mm -hmm. set, and it would just be her running through running through Renaissance. Of course, some of her, you know, up-tempo songs too of your, and that would be the vibe, or so really feel like you're at in the club, you know, like at a rave. I, that's the better word. I thought I was going to give rave, but it's not really giving rave and set and design and stuff, even though I do like the legs and the horse and all that stuff. And it's not, and she not really dancing, so it's just like the two things I wanted to see ain't kind of happening. So, I don't know. Maybe I can, after we see what happened in Philly, I'll maybe see what's happening in Baltimore or, or D.C. and look at the price point on those tickets. Yeah. Um, but I do love the Lueve section. Everything. I love the outfit. First of all, I love a lot of the outfits this tour. She looks amazing. A lot of the outfits I like. I have notes, as always, but they're... <laughs> There are outfits that I like really love, but the Lueve Castle is my favorite, and that whole section is good because she does all the songs that I like. Yeah, literally any song by her that she's willing to do publicly is in that section. <laughs> but justice for Kitty Cat, the girls were on Twitter like, um, "Why, why does she hate Kitty Cat so much? This feels like a personal attack. Yeah, this is a crime." The girls were hurting. It's getting concerning because I don't really understand what the issue is. Yeah, but I love her inside the little clamshell singing, um, singing Virgo. Y'all know Virgo is my favorite. Like, yeah. it's definitely my favorite Beyonce song now. Yeah. And she does plastic in there. She does what other songs does she do in the clamshell? She or mixes, in that section, she mixes in like as she's stepping out of the clamshell. She mixes in a lot of her her like old songs yeah, into like, the runs of 
Virgo, and I love uh-huh. that. That's everything. I really like. Yeah, I love, love that. She oh, she, does she do like Cherry and all them songs in that section? Yeah, Blow and Cherry is in Blow, there. All the songs that I love, she doesn't. So actually, maybe I should come for that section. I think that you should just go, so we don't have to keep talking about it. You gonna keep talking about it? Either oh, way. Good, but I mean, like, so that we don't have to keep talking about whether you gonna go or not. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna go late. I'm not staying. I'm not staying for that opening. I, I'm not arriving until the Renaissance starts. That's fair, but I do. I don't want to hear no slow jams. It's a flex. Play another. This time, make it sweet. Baby, uh, did that too. Um, yeah, she's definitely. It's gonna be a whole new show in the U.S. So you, I mean, it, that's to be expected. Every tour that we have seen of Beyonce, there are notes that are taken, there are edits that are made, and there are changes that happen through the moment of the last day. Like she already in a debut, like three new looks every time she do the opening act. Her being her own opening act is a flex. Like time to have sex. She said, I know y'all been wanting me to do these songs and I don't do them no more here. Oh, like what songs? Oh, like how she did. Um, What was that one song? Ev was like, cause Ev was bashing her for like two hours. And then <laughs> oh, I think when she did signs, he's like, okay, I love yeah. her now. See, like, that opening act is really for her to shut the girls up because people have been wanting her to do flaws and all again since the experience. Ooh. People like that song, Steph. <laughs> I know no, the thing is, I don't I like that song. Mm-hmm. But when it when it was out and I would publicly say I like it, the hive would be like, Are you crazy? Like Dre literally was like, I'm calling the police on Beyonce in our chat. Yeah. Did he not? I love Flaws and All, but people don't like that song. A lot of people who like, you know, people who really only like Four or people who really just want Beyonce to Flatfoot sing, those girls love Flaws and All. So she's trying to cater to every audience within the spectrum, which, I mean, fair. Yeah, Four girls are definitely their own genre of Beyonce. Of Beyonce. It's so strange. Cause yeah, like they, they live in their own world. And I didn't live for Four, so... But you know, I'm a Beyonce. I'm a I'm a I'm a self-titled. I'm a Dangerous the first album. Yep. I'm the second album. I'm really a B Day girl. That's that's really what is rooted in. And to be fair, I did think that there would be more B Day in this tour. To be or not to be, not. <laughs> well, she. <laughs> they were so pissed on the Hive when they thought she was about to do Freakum Dress, and then she. <laughs> that was a gag. <laughs> She hates us. First of all, it sounded bomb. How Why she blended it inside of cuffing was bomb. But then, <laughs> but then she went in it before I let go, and I was like, <laughs> "You make me happy." Not the hive, because everybody was just weeping. Somebody was like, "She will pay for her crimes." <laughs> Isn't it count your days, Giselle? <laughs> but I don't care the 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 trend the transition was fire. Yeah, but Beyonce's live mixing is always immaculate to me. Between you know, Amorphous is part of the music team. Uh huh. I think that she kind of switched them out because I don't think that Mellow X did this. No, I seen the whole list of the music dolls because Amorphous posted it. It was like, oh, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. She has no. None of her original dolls are involved. No, and I don't know whether Except that mom. It's, I don't know if that's shade or not, but like people are not taking too kindly to it. The fact Oh, really? Like, yeah, the people don't like the fact that Ashley's not on this tour. I mean, I was looking for Quinetta, not gonna lie. See, none of the old girls are there except for Whitefish. 
who's now the dance captain. And I think people also don't know what be, being Beyonce dance captain mean. I feel like it is just a person that is able to carry on the choreography when the choreographers switch. Like, you've been there for the tours previously, so you know how to assist with girls learning old moves. Mm-hmm. Not you're actually teaching anyone new shit. Yeah, no, uh, that's not the dance captain's rule. Yeah, she got all new chore. First of all, it's Fatima and Fatima's two assistants. That did Which is that. another thing. She got Fatima. She wasn't using Tima like that before. No, she wasn't. Um, She got, um, what's her name? That stylist, she Star What's her name? Sarge Moi, the girl with the big afro. She got yeah. her doing styling. Her and She's never worked with her before. No, she hasn't. And then she Fiona had... never worked with her before. I was trying to say that. <laughs> and then that cousin. Mm. Right. It's funny though, because the, the the outfit that I hate the most that I thought the cousin did was Shiona, and I cried because I was like, that cousin, <laughs> get him out of here. I know Shiona got our girl looking good, da, 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 da. but it was it was it was her. Not yeah. I think that Shiona is probably like leading, but the other girls are putting their input and assisting and stuff because it'd be given you have the biggest name. Come on and do what you got to do. Like that. The Sergeant Wise actually more le- is more legendary actually than Shiona. Shiona. Cause the Sergeant Wise girl, she big in Europe. And you know, if you a big fashion girl in Europe, you are the fashion girl. The fashion, like you trump America. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's no shade to Shiona Hampton alum. We love HBCUs. And we love Bermudans. Oh, um, yeah, she's Bermudan. Hey. It's from a diaspora. I love that. So, yeah, everybody's going to this tour. Can't wait. If Ron asks me about another piece of look, I'm going to slit my wrist. But I'm helping the girls get dressed for their shows. I don't want my friends in no sparkly garments or no uh, metallic. Like, it's not calling for that. I might wear That's what that. everybody's going to wear. Yeah, no, I don't want to be everybody. Well... You won't, but everybody else is going to wear that. So be prepared to be surrounded by that. And I know how you hate being surrounded by late. See? I just like when the people know me because I will wince publicly. I'm like... <laughs> yeah, y'all. He hates when y'all look a mess. <laughs> like, I'm going to just... Let me just go to my seat. Like, give me my tour book. Give me my three t-shirts because I want about five. I don't <laughs> compromise on myself in line. I don't need all of them, doll. I'm also pissed at Janet for not selling that Rhythm Nation shirt. But whatever. Say that Janet Jackson had her birthday party in Philly, and my uncle did the catering. The same person that's catering our um, roots picnic, Jimmy Jam. I love so that. She- so, Summer Walker's Clear Two, Soft Life EP. The track list has come out. That first song sound like Erica. It's homage boot, copy and paste. Love that. She's got a song with production by Solange. Solange be coming out the woodwork. It's Solange and Steve Lacey. Production Rich eats like can't wait. can't wait. Need to hear what that sounds like. There's a childish Gambino feature. I just really can't wait. Like, this is the music that she wants to make. This is the music that she loves. This is when she gets her life the most. Like, and she's be making fun of y'all for criticizing her, like, quote unquote, boring performances. But when she got up there and started twerking to like body. It just that was hilarious. She is a funny lady. And when she was in the car uh, copying off Duran and singing all the songs that he sang, like him, Mm -hmm. a talented lady. Can't wait. But I will say, though, she was talking all that stuff and made that whole reel about this, how y'all want me to dance. But she had a little more energy at the strength of a woman tour than I've ever seen. Oh, wow. 
hips was moving. I like that. A little more energy. It wasn't giving um, Janet Jackson, but she was definitely at um, Beyonce at Sweden level. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute for some, because those hips are on T.S. Madison, so I don't really know how they move. (laughs) That's one. Really excited about her new project, Clear One, as y'all know, is one of our favorite compilations of hers. And I just like that it's all live, it's all acoustic. She running around doing promo with Sukiyana and the girl who sang Pound Town, Sexy Red, Live For That, the ghetto moms of the industry. Not upset. I love it because Summer is not ghetto. Like, even though she be trying to lead it to the ghetto, especially when she next to people who are actually ghetto. Yeah, it makes her look very proper and yeah. <laughs> Sukiyana has this caricature of ghetto that she portrays, and I'm just like, I don't know whether, whether to believe this is really you or not, but you are ghetto. Even when she was in her era where she was like, I'm going to stop doing the character, she was still ghetto because she's from Philly. Yeah, she from Philly, moved to Delaware, and then she, when she got grown, came to Atlanta. Not Wilmington, bye. Mm-hmm. But I also want to read the little note that Summer wrote to everybody Uh-oh. about Clear. For my listeners, I want to let it be known that Clear projects are my favorite type of music to make. It's slick. The only time I actually have fun making music, it's raw, it's real, and it's live. This is for my day one fans. The rest of y'all will get that auto-tune pack radio joints y'all like when the album comes out. The rest of y'all. I love that she openly talks about how she hates her music. (laughs) I want to know what the discrepancy is and like why she has to do it if she doesn't like it. Like, I get that it sells. That's why. But like, she has control. So I'm like, she has control, but do you but do you think like the average girl that likes a song like that's on over it is gonna like a song like wasted? You know what I mean? They might not. But I think that there's a way for- I mean, I agree with you, but I'm just yeah. I'm speaking from like devil's advocate. She's probably thinking like girls that like Cause them songs be auto tuned to death. That's why I can't really get into um over it like that. So like songs like Reciprocate, it is auto tunisha, but I if she, when she does it live, it's not. So I'm just like, it's not right. There's a way. So say that if she makes this music that she thinks that people like that she doesn't care for as much, by the time she performs it live, it is clear to me. Right. <laughs> like I don't I don't really see that big of a difference in topic and in tone of the music mm. but the but maybe she feel like having a point of entry as auto-tune will make people more receptive of when it sounds like clear because yeah. maybe if they get it as clear first they might not it might not be as receptive yeah that might be the strategy i just think that she has remember music said that he was like y'all ain't like the hustle but y'all like the i'm trying to rock with you song but the hustle is on there Remember he said that? Yeah, or I, was I, don't, that? I don't care for the hustle, so I don't really know where I stand with him saying that because I ain't like that song either because I don't like the hustle. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like Summer is a big enough artist now and has a big enough fan base for her to do whatever she wants. Mm. So it's interesting to see that she's like going off on music she don't like making when she could honestly, I feel, do whatever she want to and people eat it up. A lot of people was talking shit about that song X for a reason, but it's a hit. 
like that song, but nobody liked that song but us. Yeah, it's a hit. To I, us. Mm, we'll, we'll see. I don't really care because I'm going to like all of it. <laughs> and, that's, and, and that's the thing you're gonna like all of it yeah she don't make way, it irregardless mm-hmm. which is now an actual word thanks to steph because um what's the call it put it on there um marion webster had tweeted about how it's an actual word it has been a word since 1795 <laughs> he's gonna music he's gonna be on r&b money this week can't Wait. Oh, we'll be watching. And I don't watch them on time, but I might be seated and girded for that. Mm. Did you know that Tank's middle name was Artaz? Ghetto. Crossland High School. <laughs> Ooh. Darrell Artaz Babs. That is black. That's like, um... Luther, his middle name is Ronzani. <laughs> that is a noodle. That's a brand of noodle. Oh, wait, it's already out. And he said that, um, and okay, it's already out apparently. And music said that Brandy is top five vocally. Of course, period, his period, twin. Period, 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 period. Ellipses. <laughs> Vocal Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, watching that as soon as we're done yelling at each other. Um, yeah, no shade. It's really nothing. Jamie Foxx reportedly has moved to physical therapy and is readying a new show called We Are The Family. I The people are upset with that daughter. Like, there's something else that Deneva was talking about. I went on the Deneva binge the other day. I don't like that the family and the media is upset that people want to know a little bit more. Like, Jamie Foxx is honestly one of the most talented black artists, black people, black anything in Hollywood. So I think that on one hand, it's cute for the family to try to make him human and keep his business not in the public eye, keep the stuff that they sell, handle their affairs on their own. But at the same time, you can't be mad for his fans wanting to know what's going on, especially if it seems like he's in dire straits. Like, exactly and for them to not have an official statement that the daughter just be on her stories like he and I we playing tennis <laughs> and, th- and then talking about now he's in physical therapy that's coded like was he always in physical therapy is he being moved to a facility is he at home because you was talking about you being the daughter he been home for weeks okay so like what happened in those weeks that made you not say nothing. And why is he now going to physical therapy? What's the truth? Lies, lies, lies. Speaking of, real quick, one thing, one thing about R&B money. They, I like how they also had Leon Thomas on there. I the love young guy. Yeah, he's a singer. Yeah, I really like him. His song, Carlton Barn, is masterful. You know that that's the boy from Nickelodeon. What you mean? Leon Thomas was on a Nickelodeon show first. He was short and chubby and had dreads. Let me look. And then he guest starred on Insecure, which I don't think you watched. But he guest starred on Insecure as Issa Rae's downstairs neighbor. She went to go fuck him. No, I wouldn't know. But um, <sighs> let me look. Hold on. Oh, he used to be on iCarly. Oh, that's Corey's show. <laughs> Got to start with Carl's. Corey Lover, him and Mark Lover, I Carly. That is crazy. 
Oh, wow. I like that. Shout out to him and Coco Jones. Yep. Everything. Wait, he got writing credits on Love, Marriage, and Divorce? Yeah. He got writing credits on Scissors, too. He wrote Snooze with Babyface. Well, he helped vocal arrange and produce Snooze with Babyface because Scissor came out and was like, thank you guys so much. I love working with them, but I literally write all of my own music. And I like that for her, too. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. He's actually quietly legendary. He got songs with um, Eric Billinger because Eric Billinger don't leave the um, studio. Yeah. Oh, wow. Live for him. Everybody stream Crash and Burn. It's a great song. Everybody stream Part of Your Fucking World by Holly fucking Bailey. Sing. So pretty. Oh, he got credits all over Ariana Grande, too. See? Rich. Victoria Monet and him, the doll babies of the universe. Oh, he did Butterfly for Kalani. Yeah, our song. You know I've been all up and through them credits. Oh, employment. <laughs> Gainful. Mm, he basically did the whole Give Me Our album that I keep forgetting to listen to. I don't think I listened to that yet either, but cue for him. Someone likes Gibby on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, back to um Hallie Potter. Oh. <laughs> like, what are those thingamabobs? The doll is everything. I don't know what else to say. I am team Halle. Like, I've been rhyming this whole episode. She performed on American Idol and did a new version of the classic Disney princess fable, Part of Your World, Ariel's song where she's exclaiming how much she wants to be human and like put her legs on land and basically like open them wide for that prince. But we all. Oh God, shut up. (laughs) And you don't get too far. Legs are required for jumping, dancing, strolling along one of those streets. I'm hollering. I don't know the words, but I would like to be part of it. My song can sing all of it. I love that. Someone has to be. I'm a little jaded by the archetypes of Disney princesses in general, but I get that they're classics and I love them for what they are. But in college, we had to break down like the stereotypes that Disney princesses teach little girls and wrote mm. a paper about it. And I think that mine was Little Mermaid. I'm basically saying like she would do anything to, she would literally give up her voice for the sanctity of marriage and being with a man, mm. like all of that. And like, technically that's really bad, but I don't think that no little girl is like, you know, falling for the trap of that. Well, you really never know right. because you got girls like Jasmine on fucking Summer House Martha's Vineyard that, change their personality as soon as they get married. But I don't really know. (laughs) She's annoying. I can't wait to make you start watching that show, but that girl can choke. I, um... No, no, no. Nana, I hit my... You know, BB, I got so much free time. I'm going to be catching up on everything. (laughs) She does not have a BBL, y'all. Oh, my God. I don't really know what happened with this. I just saw people yelling about it once the baby pictures leaked and we found out this little boy name. The birth certificate of Rihanna and Rakim's baby got leaked, and that's how everybody found out his name was RZA? That's crazy to me. 
insanity came. I would be pissed, but you know they flipped it on his head and had a um Wu Tang themed birthday party, right? Wu Tang themed party and was like, "Yeah, that's my son. <laughs> that's my son. That's my son. My son. My son. My son. Your son left you for dead. I um, my son. My son. My son is funny. <laughs> that's really what the girls be giving. And Rihanna is the girls. I love that little boy. Like. Happiest baby on earth. Wish I was him. Somebody was like that picture of him in the do-rag at the table with the balloons behind him is going to be his album cover when he get older. I see it. <laughs> Those baby pictures, like the new ones that came out of them, like kissing on the beach with him crawling behind them, Ugh. them in the mirror at the store. Like Ugh. I said to the group chat, we all have baby pictures like that. Granted, we don't, but. I just like the vintage quality of what those will give when he gets older. Mm-hmm. Because there are pictures in my life of like me, my mom, and my dad, like in yards that I remember very specifically of like old family members' homes or just like Aww. moments in time that will will be cherished forever and ever because whether you remember them or not, like it's like, oh, I know what this is. I like that for him. Start him up early and black. Like that's, it doesn't seem. That's like I'm saying. Look at this black family. Yeah. I don't know. Granted, I don't know why people like that anyway, but I don't know that they have that. I'm sure they do, I guess. I would say they definitely have family photos, but it's just nice to see a black family, you know? (laughs) But I don't, I don't mean like, I think that there is a specific give that like nineties and early late eighties, early nineties, baby, Vintage photos, what the parents had on, like all of that stuff. There was a give to the pictures that everybody I know has. I don't know what that looks like for white people. They have them. They just have a different aesthetic. Oh, I don't like Yeah, that. the aesthetic don't look like ours. Fair. <laughs> I just be, I just, maybe I just don't care. It's mostly that you don't care. Oh, that's not shade. Oh. <laughs> you brought up Strength of a Woman Tour Fest whatever that I didn't know much about because I thought Mary J was just performing every year, but apparently she got her own essence festival. I kind of love that. She's still not smiling. I kind of hate that. Also, there was a ball involved. Don't know how I feel about that. Kind of indifferent on the fence. Eh. But there's controversy behind that as well, because Mary J Blige and Brandy from the pink, uh, P Valley, were judges at the Purpose Ball over the past weekend. Miss Lawrence was there. Randomly, Phaedra was there. Law Roach was there. Law was there being extra. Sherry V. Boom was there. Love her. She should have brought Kiki Mapisha. (laughs) If Kiki popped up at a ball, I would live. You would. There's been a a lot of chatter online about ballroom culture and straight women infiltrating it but then there's also been counters to that where i understand wanting a non-biased opinion and the the yearning for ballroom culture and ballroom festivities to be mainstream for so long and now that we have these like famous people coming in and judging then there's an issue because legendary girls are getting chopped i don't as a non-ballroom person i don't care but I do understand both sides. Mm-hmm. Like Chanel. I see both sides like Chanel. It's no shade. I want the sneaker. Uh, yeah, where do you stand? Because 
there was no issue when Brianna was a judge, but it seems like now, or maybe it was, and I just don't remember, but this has happened before and it wasn't as talked about as Mary J's night. Well, I had I was I've been offline, so I've been kind of in and out of the whole controversy. I had my own thoughts, but I haven't seen a lot of people's things outside of Imagine being shot by Mary J. Blige. Um, was a thing <laughs> that I kept seeing, but I wasn't seeing really any like discourse. I was seeing discourse around actually law, where some people was like, "Why is law being grand and like downing like you know the girls that don't have as much money and access as him and stuff like that." That's not what he was doing to me. But I, I'm just saying that's what I was seeing discourse around because when he was like, y'all, he's like, I know if stuff is a dupe or not. I know if stuff is one of one. So don't come up here lying, da 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 da, because I had access to that. And that was a little mean spirited because I feel like, you know, the girls that come to the balls are like oftentimes scheming, wheeling, and dealing. You seen the video of that young girl. <laughs> this wasn't at the purpose ball, but they were like, your your shirt, and then she said a designer, and then she was like, "Your blazer stolen." <laughs> yeah, that is funny, and it's no shade. And I was like, you know that that is part of the culture as well. So for Law to get up there and be like, "Don't be saying that's a one of one," and let them live. No, I feel like no, no. And him being like, and him no. being like, because I know, because I know the pieces, and I done, and I done. I just don't like when people. I get it. I making get, I, a thing about them, but the discourse that I was seeing, they people feeling like it was mean spirited of him to do that, and they were like, you know, the ball is about a key and a gag and all that kind of stuff, but they just felt like somebody in his position who has a pay grade significantly higher than the people that attend balls that it was coming off kind of like trading. He he think he fly above one, he and then he's also not respecting the fact that the ball is fantasy. One, he does think that. Two, he think he fly above. Yeah, I definitely oh. think that he thinks that. I think that that's part of his give, part of his personality, part of his draw. His judging on legendary is a testament to that. Like that's just what he walks around doing. Not to say that that's right or wrong, but I do think that. Granted, this is part of cult, part of the culture, and yes, they might not be able to afford whatever the fuck. But you also don't have to get up there and lie. You could literally just say, "This is Jean Paul Gaultier." Cause it is. But you know the girls give that like just like they give a lot a little bit so that it can give like it's just like when rappers be kind of like oh I was in the streets from 12 to 12 when they was in the streets from like 12 to 3. <laughs> you know to put a little stank on it that's part of the culture of ballroom yeah. is to put a little stank on it so let the girls put their stank on it. No I, I get it and if you've been allowed to do that at all of these other balls that's fine but now I'm here and I can gag you back. I don't but he's not that. even a judge. That's why it wasn't his place. I feel. That's one. The girls be doing bumps in the bathroom with their Birkins. And, and want to be grand. That's something. Why you at a ball with a church bag? A Birkin is a church bag. Stop taking your Birkins to the club. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, so that's a whole nother conversation because I'm sick of black people getting things just because it's expensive. Where is the personal style? That's one. Law, shut up. That's two. But that big boy with them glasses on and that Jean-Paul Gaultier jumpsuit that literally everybody on Instagram has talking about this is one of one makes no sense. And that's who he was gagging. You can't. Yeah, the dog was a chop because the cause looked a fool. Did. But 
But that, but let, but the chop could have been effect. Dog looked a fool, not and trying to not ruining how balls work. That's just how I feel. Law go away. I just don't like when people just do that. I get it, but that, I, I like because it is no shade. You don't let nobody live, so that's why you're not mad at law. I'm not, and I don't. Yeah, I like to let people live. So no, no. that jumpsuit, <laughs> that shirt, that bodysuit, that sleeve, that every version of that outfit has been knocked off. It's all over AliExpress where you could get your wigs and your wares. The doll lied. It it would be different if you made it. Say that you have this fantasy. But the balls are a lie. That's the point. But the, the girls balls are a lie. Everything that's involved in the ball is a lie. The mugs is a lie. The bodies is a lie. The receipts is a lie. I don't think that you're wrong. I just think that it would have made more sense to do that off of another garment. That specific garment. Somebody friend, had it on in the audience in a different colorway, right front. Please, like that's what I'm saying. Like, how are you gonna try to gag the gagger? Like that doesn't even make sense. I just if it was a different look, maybe I would have been able to let it slide a little bit. But law being high and extra is also ballroom culture. I, I just I don't think that either one was right or wrong, girl than the other. Their outfit was better than the other. <laughs> I had to break it down so I could swallow my spit. But I didn't like how Brandy, you know, I don't I don't do straight women in gay spaces. That's one. <laughs> I don't. Y'all are annoying. <laughs> like straight girls. I don't think that she on the queer spectrum so bad. But I get I it. I mean, I've been in the in the community since I was like nine years old. Raised by dragons, I know. No, but like my dolls, like my friends was like <laughs> out and about at nine. Mm-hmm. Um, like literally my original doll is trans now. Um, and Ben gave that. So at like eight, nine, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I met them at like eight, nine. And then they, as we became teenagers started, you know, whatever. Anyway. So first of all, I just don't like how when straight girls get into gay spaces, gay male spaces, they immediately become like a character. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't act like that, Brandy. <laughs> And when she was like chop, like chopping everybody, and it's like it's no shade, Brandy, but they faces are softer than yours. <laughs> when you said that, I hollered. Was am I wrong? I think that Brandy is gorgeous, but you're not. She's pretty, but she also looked like um, a horse. And K Michelle, and that lady from Real Housewives of Dubai. They you look like K Michelle, but also favors a horse. So don't be trying to like, oh, chop, chop, chop. And then when she's like, sorry. Like the way that she, her mannerisms was just like this being real like grand and saying, I'm like, you definitely not a dresser unless you got a stylist and your face is a little hard a little bit. Don't do so much and stop (laughs) imitating these gay boys that let you carry them around like a purse. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Danny was trying to tell the gay men of America, stop letting straight girls treat you like an accessory. Stephanie be upset, and I get it. I don't like that. Uh, and then I, when the, when the straight girls be trying to do that with me and be like, because they know I hang around men that's gay, and they be like, oh, what's the tea? What is it giving? And I'm like... They don't even talk like that. I literally said in a text message, I was like, my gay friends over the centuries don't even give that. <laughs> over the centuries is nuts. Like, so why do you... And what, There was a time in real time where a girl did that when I was standing next to Corey. And I just stared at her. I didn't even respond. I just stared really intensely. And Corey cracked. I was so <laughs> mad. I don't like that. 
Yeah. Because I, then because they be quick to be like, why do white girls be imitating black girls? The same way y'all imitate black gay men in Atlanta. Because oh. y'all don't have a give, so y'all collect others. Ooh, that should be on a t-shirt. I want a dad hat that says, y'all don't have a give, so y'all collect others. Ooh, a sunken place. The girls be giveless. <laughs> The girls be giveless. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> but um, I, I don't remember the discourse around Rihanna, but I'm sure there was some. But also in her video, she was being supportive and fun. And she seemed to be acting like herself. Yeah. I don't know what Mary J. Blige was given at all. because she Mary was, was acting like her regular self, like a, a confused aunt. <laughs> just unhappy. I want her to smile. Like, what is it, Monet Tahada? I think she's probably tired and ready to go. You know, ball start at 2 a.m. Yeah, it's not given I would ever be there because sleep. But <laughs> what? she was into it that you see throughout the video. She just was like her energy was going down, 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 down. down. I get it. That'd be me. <sighs> she probably was hungry too. You know how y'all act when y'all don't have food. Baby. Uh, World War Three, okay. I'm on several fences, hidden fences. Hit what is yeah, ain't that it? No, that's probably wrong. Hidden oh, figures. <laughs> that. I didn't mix up two movies. Oh well, I'm both also, good. I heard when it comes to did you say both good? I heard they were phenomenal films. I know I seen Fences, but I never seen um, Hidden Figures. Long out, but good. This work to Raji. I Mary J vexes me in a way that African American just doesn't seem to understand, and I'm going to carry that cross on my own. It's fine. I, she didn't do nothing to get on my nerves. The memes have been lovely. I've been laughing for days. Brandy was putting 10 on 20. And I'm not really sure what that was about, but it didn't get on my nerves because I do think that they all do that. Granted, they being gay, trans, LGBTQ+, XYA, SWV, TLC, cut close girls. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I care. Brandy seems like she gives a little bit of that when she's with Clifford. Yes. So But like, if she was with a bunch of her live sisters, she wouldn't do that. And that's my that's my point of issue. Yeah, that's where the contention starts. I don't know. I again, like I have talked to people who are in ballroom and they didn't really have that big of an issue, or I have talked to people that are avid ballroom goers and watchers and like know the culture in and out and they were just like they do think it's good to have unbiased panelists Mm -hmm. so i think that that is a good thing famous or not and i understand like the tie-in of oh mary is having this weekend she should also do this blah 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 promotion wise and maybe this is what the territory comes with as ballroom becomes more mainstream but Law was just high and not necessarily wrong about that outfit in specific. Mary was mad because she always mad. She is Monet Tejada. And Brandy really didn't have a reason to be there at all. So I think that's where I stand. <laughs> Break it down, dog. Yeah. But that was news with the news. I don't really have much more. We went off. <laughs> oh, I want to say one thing about Strength of a Woman. Um, Sierra was a special guest. Performer. And killed it. Yeah. Remind the dolls. Did just now? <laughs> oh, you mean Sierra? Yeah, she did. Oh, yeah, and then she brought out Lola. I love how Sierra in a grand plie twerking is the same height as Lola standing up. 
<laughs> I thought that that was the cutest thing of all time. And um, Sierra love her, and they did mm. don't play with it. And the girls, and by mm. the way, um, the girls now has three remixes. Please stream the club version for if you love Philly, you love Baltimore. Please stream for the girls' dance mix. Hits milk the song, doll. Don't nobody like it but us, but still. I actually am lying. People no, do. a lot of people like it because I be seeing yeah. it on people's um Instagram, like the hairstylists, they mm-hmm. put it on their videos, and the girls be doing their little get ready with me to it. People like that song. Yeah. Go listen to Sierra. We're about to take a break. Okay. <laughs> well, we're back. Oh, hey, fan me off. Watch my wrist go flick. Fingertips saying hot, hot, hot like stolen Chanel. Lock me up in jail. Cuff <laughs> me, please, because this ain't fair. I know that's right. So it is almost the middle of the year. Crazy. We're at episode 99, y'all. I know. One more to 100. Wow. How does it feel to be an elder statesman? It's like, no, nah, I feel like we still a baby podcast. We is until we have like extreme fame. Then we can <laughs> reassess. <laughs> extreme fame is funny, but not no. Music has been out all year, and that's literally all that we say and all that we talk about. So we just wanted to highlight some of our faves of the year. And in the process of getting our list together, I'm realizing not only do we have very similar albums or the same albums that we're still going off about and listening to, but there's a lot of music that carried over from last year to this year, maybe by way of tour, that I'm personally still listening to. Like, I smooth thought that SZA came out this year, and I still play that album. Yeah, so SOS is music's favorite album of 2023, thus far. And it's not even a 2023 album, I'm screaming. And not even, so. (laughs) But that's fine. Virgo's Groove is one of my songs of the summer, and it definitely came out last year. And never got a visual. Wow. (laughs) Beyonce. Please get his man visual. He, um, Beyonce gagged y'all. She was like, y'all want these visuals? I was literally about to say that. She had Jay Pendavis or somebody, Jay (laughs) Caron, one of the girls, on the mic screaming about, Queen Mother does what she wants at her own pace. (laughs) Okay, ball. Well, we're still waiting. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Don't add insult to injury. Salt on the wound, ass bitch. <laughs> Come on, salt on the wounds. <laughs> but Virgo's groove deserves. And until we get a visual, it can be the, your song of the summer. I condone it. Thank you for your support. Oh, thank you. It means a lot. <laughs> but. Stephanie's list is current. Current. <laughs> Yelling current is funny. Shut up, law. <laughs> Shaking that church purse. <sighs> Not this um, so, I mean, I think y'all probably know my, my rundown of like top albums of the year so far. Um, obviously music, we talked a lot about it in the last episode, so don't need to go into it too much. Um, Callie Uchi, I think she really shook the table this year. I'm really excited about her album. Her tour came to Philly last week. 
And she, the resellers, because the album sold out, I mean, the tour sold out like three seconds. I didn't get a chance to think if I really wanted to go. Pissed about it. Which normally I don't think, but for some reason I hesitated um, and missed out on tickets. So I'm like, okay, resell, whatever, it's fine. Them resale tickets were literally $200 up until 9.30 p.m. <laughs> I'm lying. Been. They went to one fifty at 8 p.m. They went to 56 at 9.30 p.m. Oh. I was like, y'all played. Because if, if they would have went down to 56 around 8, it would have been fine because I could have got her at 9 and had a ball. Yeah. Got to the, you know, the venue by 9. So I missed the tour, but whatever. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Some Cali gay definitely upload it. You said you'd be here by night. <laughs> Instead. You took your time tickets. <laughs> and I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it. But whatever. It probably wasn't meant for me to go. I need to sit down, you know? I didn't know that she was from Virginia. <laughs> Until like oh yep. Mm-hmm. literally last week. Like military somewhere Virginia, you know, Virginia give parents in the service energy. Um, but yeah, I love, 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 love Callie's albums. Um, Daniel Caesar is definitely in my top for the top half of the year. Again, I think the only reason I've slowed down listening to it is because it's definitely not a summer album. No, I feel that. It's not a summer album at all. It's definitely a, a fall winter album, but come September 2023, it'll be back on consistent loop as it was. Cause I was playing it for hours and hours and hours and hours, no money long. I was about to say sing Priscilla Renee. Um, first notes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's definitely on there. Um, also Mac Airs, of course. Do I does it have the same feel as his previous works? No, but I still love it. Um, I love all the songs on there. Again, it's not a summer album. So outside of like a few songs, I won't be playing it in full. Because when I listen to to the albums I'm talking about today, it's hard to listen to one song and not play the full album. I feel so that. I'll be giving them full album plays. And um, but the album again is a is a fall winter, yin yin yin. So it's summer outside, off and on. So I can only play songs like, you know, I'll be what's the song? I'll be your cover now, I'll be your Shelter now. Whatever that song is, I love that song so much. And I'll definitely be playing it all summer. It's a very sweet spring and summer love anthem. So it'll probably be my favorite love song of the year. If we're doing superlatives a little early. Ooh, I like that. Um, Also, I love Amaria's EP. I cannot stop listening to it on loop. She's definitely giving the black uh, Sabrina Claudio vibes that I really appreciate and like. So I really, really love their projects as well. So those I think are like my top, top, tops. You know, I do have some honorable mentions like Baby Rose's album. I have to listen to that through and through. Mm-hmm. I have to listen to that. I still have And it. it's good through and through. So <laughs> you're annoying. People Her song, been- um, Love Bomb, everything. I saw, I know that I like some of it because I, I follow one, one of my friends posted some like long story that had a bunch of her songs in it. And I was like, okay, she's kind of pivoting from plantation music and turning it into a more like consistent soul sound and i really like that i always have liked baby rose but i understood people's hesitancy or hesitance 
I'd be making up words and they'd be sounding right and y'all would never know. <laughs> to get into her because of the vocal, like somebody said she sounded like a haunted house, it probably was you. I did not say that. You keep putting an allegation on me. I just told you what somebody said and we laughed as a family, but I did not say that. Her being the haunted house of R&B is funny regardless. No, it's definitely hilarious. That's it's just hilarious. Uh, Tiana. So, as I'm looking at this list, I am shaking because why is RuPaul's album honestly one of the ones that I go back to the most this year? Who? RuPaul. RuPaul put an album out? RuPaul put an album out this year and last year, but Black Butter is like my gym go-to. And it's on the docket for things that I've listened to the most out of this year. And like- That is so funny. Rooted and gay, whatever. But there's actually good music on this project. I don't expect anybody to go listen to it because of what I'm saying right now. That's fine. But just know that you are missing out on hits. Rooted and gay, whatever, is funny. (laughs) There's a few songs on here that need to be on the radio. Just Really? No, seriously. Okay, let me give you this real quick because- Black Butter, I did not expect to talk about this, but this just popped up. Let me type this in. It's music on here that sounds like what we listen to. Really? And it's Rue singing? And it's Rue singing. And it's like upbeat and like fun. (laughs) So Cake and Candy. (laughs) I can't even like be serious. Screaming. This This is ridiculous to me. Um, cake and candy is a hit. <laughs> it sounds like um, what's that candy song by a gag? <laughs> it's like very with black pink. Yes, sour candy. It's not. Yeah. It's a, it's actually a more R and B sounding song. Like cake and candy sounds oh. like by Doja Cat or like this. Cake and candy sounds like like this. So you see what I mean by it sounds like stuff that we would listen to, but I can't take myself serious for even talking about this. So Cake and Candy is a hit. Black Butter, the self, self-titled, self I mean, the title track, also a hit. Courage to Love and the Courage to Love remix. Like those both. I'd be wearing the Stairmaster out to them. But like, <laughs> I don't know, get into the game. It's fine. It'll be Pride Month soon, whatever. I don't want to talk about Rue anymore. Don V. Um, Tolliver. If there is any album that I have gone back to the most, it is him. This man reinvents himself every time that he comes out without actually changing his sound. But Mm. he teaches me that he can do something new every time he comes out. And I value that. Like, I really, really like him. I actually think he's kind of jumping over where Travis sits for me. Oh. Right. Because, you know, I live for Travis Scott. Live. Bring back the Mustang. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The way that we used to thump all of his music, no bystanders. Baby. Bond did the cast. Wow. Did. Did. (laughs) But Don Tolliver is doing that for me, myself, and I right now. And I, like, for me. Listen, Beyonce knew what she was talking about. (laughs) What y'all say. I could literally run down the gamut. Leather Coat, Honeymoon, Private Landing featuring Justin Bieber. Don't stop. Just do it. Like, what? Slow Motion with WizKid. Cinderella with Toro Imoa. Like, the music is here. Bust oh, I need to listen. You know I love Toro. Dude, we're going to see him soon, too. Can't wait. 
Bus Stop with Brent Fire is probably one of the best songs I ever heard in my life. Oh. Like, I don't, I I have no notes for Don Tolliver every time he releases an album. So that's definitely on my list. Sabrina Claudio morphed into Mariah Carey and gave us some rarities. (laughs) I'm crying because that really is a rarities album. (laughs) (laughs) The girls get grand and want to give us their unreleased tracks and still profit off of them. I'm not mad. Strategy. You know, I went to school for business. Sounds like something I would do. Wow. Y'all know how we feel about Sabrina Claudio on this cast in general, but I think that there's just something so sweet about some of these songs. She did have a moment where her music, it didn't really get dark, but it got really introspective and kind of sad. And it seems like this music might have been her outlet during that time, which I kind of like as well. Nurture, a hit. Moan, a hit. Favorite part, a hit. IOU, the acoustic version, hmm. a hit. Sing the music. Um, Stephanie and I had gotten into it about Sabrina's place vocally, but I still think that out of the new girls, when I see her live, she is one of the best singers. She yeah. sing. <laughs> come on, yeah. yeah She's cool. Yeah, like, and then seeing her live for the album that came out before this based on a feeling and then her following up immediately after this, like, so I just never got off of her line. She has me hooked in a toe cold, foot on my neck, standing on my neck like Daria's theme song. I just, I am forever indebted. What song is that? I'm forever indebted. That is a song. That is a song. What song is that? Is it gospel? Let me look. Cause it's a hit, whatever it, it is. is. It is. Hold, please. And then while Stephanie looks that up, similarly to her, I haven't listened to another male album since music came out. Like, there's no other man singing in my mind right now. What he did on this project, we went in depth about it, but like, I, I implore everyone to listen to We Were Just Binging. Like, Please and thank you. Do yourself a favor. No, I can't say what song I'm forever indebted is from. It better not be R. Kelly. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I can't say it. Well, scratch that from the record. (laughs) I hate that for us. Ew. Yeah, because that was a song. I was literally, so when I was in LA at Homecoming, we got to stop saying at Homecoming because I was not really at Homecoming, but having a ball. R. Kelly came on and the room literally stopped. <laughs> and my, like, my friends, like awkward because you be wanting to live, but then you're like, ugh. No, nah, like somebody was literally like, come on, son, to the guy who was playing the music because it just is in bad taste. It is at this point. At this hurt. I think that might be the first time I've physically seen the room shake because his music was on. And I don't like it. Come on and shake the room. Shout out to Pop Smoke. He did something with that. Did. Ooh. (laughs) What? Oh, my God. Was that? I don't know time anymore. Did Duran come out this year? Like, what is it? (laughs) No, Duran was last year. Okay. Can't talk about him. He just went to the tour this year. Yeah, the tour be wearing me out because I'm thinking... I can talk about all of these albums because I still listen to Duran. Wanderlust was everything. Like I said, I still listen to Sisters. Yeah, it came out September of last year. Oh, birthday month. 
But something that came out this year that I have been listening to, and I was playing on repeat for a really, really long time. Then we talked about it on the podcast in depth. Well, for me, and I kind of moved on. But Raven by Kalela shook me more than I expected it to. We have a very like trial and tribulated past with Kalela as an artist, as a cast. And she got me back on her good side. I'm not mad. I actually listened to it last week. Oh, look at you. I still didn't like it, but I did I did listen last week. <laughs> My favorite song of twenty twenty three is I Won't Wait All Night. What's the real word? What's the real On the Run. On the Run. On the Run is my favorite song of 2023. On the Run is a hit, and I think that more people need to understand that. Yeah, everybody's Close. talking about the slow, boring, sad songs, but no one's talking about the song that's like sexy and beautiful. Oh my God, sexy and beautiful is funny. Please shut up. Stop talking to me. You know, that's my only genre. <laughs> but Muse is notorious for that, y'all. He be on the cast going off saying it's the best album he ever heard, and then as soon as the episode is over, he ain't never pressing play. But it's also because of how much I listen to it leading up to talking about it. Like, I be wearing myself out with music. <laughs> the artists be tired of me. So I just oblige and move on. But me moving on was me moving back to Scissors. <laughs> yeah, but that is your album of the year. Apparently every year, damn. I don't know why. I really like it. Hmm. Well, um, again, y'all, this is our 99th episode, and to celebrate our 100th, we invite y'all to, you know, cite us, hun. <laughs> that is absolutely right. We need y'all to do us a favor. Send in clips, whether it be video or audio, of you going off about us, just like we go off about y'all. We tell y'all we love y'all all the time. We wouldn't be nothing without the listeners, our co-hosts. Y'all are a big part of every episode. And we just want to hear y'all talk about it. There is a surprise coming your way, and we need y'all to be part of the content. Period. So, like, do it. <laughs> where, where should they send the content, Muse? We accept DMs <laughs> on all platforms, whether that be Twitter, if you follow us on Twitter, if you follow us on TikTok, if you follow us on Instagram, send us a quick note. Or if you really want to be part of the family, you can send an email, old school, to thesicepod at gmail.com. That's P-S-Y-C-E. Y'all should really know how to spell this shit by now. P-S-Y-C-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. Thesicepod at gmail.com. Period. And if y'all don't do it, we're going to cut y'all out. It's fine. Like, just, you know us by now. <laughs> don't get cute <laughs> we said what we said and we meant it and we meant it well uh, work looking forward to celebrating 100 with you all super super exciting thank you guys for listening this was our mid-year review even though the year ain't mid yet but it's coming but the music is far from me you see what I just did right there that was cute. There's also a lot of singles that have been coming out that getting me excited for the rest of the year, to be fair. To be. Or not to be. Not. Not. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Everything is funny. A show. Everything is funny. Everything is funny.
Swag. Swag. <laughs> Please. Everything is funny. Mm-mm-mm-mm.